Hydriva mofos, you're probably aware that I've been working flat out on our social media presence to try to expand our community of Driva mofos globally. I've been posting tons of free content to keep you inspired, driven, and working towards your goals. So if you haven't already followed and subscribed to all my social media channels, please make sure you do so as I post different content on different platforms. The links are available in the description of this podcast down below. A lot of business owners feel ashamed about it, but it's something that they don't really need to feel ashamed of. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is for the driven mofos out there who are driven to achieve more in life and business. After studying 1,457 of the world's most successful people in different fields and spending over $1 million on coaches, consultants, and seminars, I wanted to share with you the key learnings, lessons, tips, tools, and strategies that have not only made them super successful, but have also allowed me to go from the kid who was put into special classes, getting kicked out of school and wanting to end my life, to becoming the mental performance coach to some of the country's most successful people and helping me to grow multiple businesses. I want to help all of those out there who have been underestimated to prove their doubt is wrong and to help them to achieve more than they could possibly imagine. I hope you enjoy. In this episode, I'm gonna be talking about this curse of business and a lot of business owners go through this and it sends them to the rock bottom mentally or it creates a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, a lot of pain and a lot of chaos in a lot of business owners' life. And it's something that they don't really need to feel stressed about. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute and Mojo Business Multiplier. I do these episodes because most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. Let's talk about a crazy cycle that normally happens in business that normally throws most people into dark places, especially business owners. And that is the cycles that business owners go through. Now, businesses always go through cycles. Yet most new business owners don't know about these cycles. They might be aware of them, but they don't actually know about them, as in they haven't experienced them, so they don't really know about them properly. And what happens is there are cycles that all businesses go through. There are cycles that industries go through. Now, you may have a great business. You may be in part of a good business cycle in your own business, but the industry may be turning to shit. And if the industry is turning to shit and that's going through its dark season or, or its dark times, then it can still create problems in your business. You need to know what these cycles are so that you can manage them and you can manage your expectations, also your mindset. If you understand these cycles, it will help you to crush it in business and crush your competitors. So let's talk about it. First of all, I want to talk about a couple of cycles that I think about. When I think about all different cycles, we essentially have seasons. So businesses have seasons. Now you'll have times of the year where it's almost like it rains money and customers just come. Then there are other times where it's like no matter what you do, nothing seems to work. And then you've got springtime and autumn time in between those two. So in wintertime, nothing grows. No matter what you do, you might be upping your lead gen, you might be upping your marketing, you're putting all this effort in and you're not getting a lot in return. Now, should you work through that cycle and you keep pushing hard at it, eventually springtime will come and you'll start seeing an increase in sales, you'll start seeing an increase in growth in the business, teams start to get on board properly and they start implementing a lot of the training that you've been teaching them in the winter and how to deal with problems and stresses and all of those things. And so then you start to grow. As you start to grow, springtime comes, everything goes into harvest. And then when summer comes, now it's harvest time. Everything's just cranking. You're making tons of cash. Customers are coming from everywhere and you can't keep up with demand. Then that cycle goes on for a while. Then you start to become a bit lazy. You become a bit complacent. You stop watching the numbers or you stop watching the data and you start making ineffective decisions or you start onboarding more staff. You start onboarding more staff without systems and processes and the infrastructure and the management. And then so things get sloppy. That becomes your autumn time. 
Then from autumn, we slow everything down and we fall back into winter again. And winter's the tough time where it seems like nothing that you're doing is working. These are a 12 month cycle of business. Now, some cycles in business are 18 months, some of them are 24 months, some of them are two years, some of them are eight years. But those cycles tend to happen throughout the business. So you need to be aware of those economic cycles in business, just your business. Then you also have industry cycles. So industries go through a boom cycle and a bust cycle and a boom cycle and a bust cycle. Now we saw that recently in the property industry where the property market was super hot throughout COVID. And then now all of a sudden you're starting to get a bit of a contraction. I don't want to say it's a bust, but it's a contraction of the industry. There's an increase in prices. So we've got inflation in a lot of the building industries. And so now things are starting to slow down. Well, there's still a rush. There's still a rush of work getting done, but that work is trying to catch up on the excess of work that's already there. But prices have inflated, businesses getting squeezed more, the margins are getting squeezed. We are in autumn right now in that industry. And then eventually we're going to go into more darkness. So if interest rates keep going up, you're going to have less people buying, you're going to have less people renovating. And so we're going to keep seeing more and more building companies going bust, trade-based companies going bust. And this is just part of a cycle. Then what happens is all the prices settle, everything becomes a norm. And then we don't get growth for a while. When we don't get growth for a while, it seems that nothing's happening. Everything's just dull. Then the government stimulate the economy a little bit. They throw money back into housing and then off we go again. And we're back into springtime. And then springtime, there's this boom. There's a lot of activity and then off we go again. And then we get to summertime and everything's fucking crazy. Now that might be a seven or eight year cycle in that whole industry. But you can see how just the idea of summer, autumn, winter, and springtime makes sense of how industries go through cycles and how businesses go through cycles. My recommendation is if you're a business owner or even if you want to get ahead financially and you want to understand investments, think about cycles. Notice where your business is in that cycle and also notice where the industry is in that cycle. Helps massively. Then we're going to talk about how you grow a business. So when you grow a business, there is a different cycle. And that cycle is essentially the adult growth cycle or the growth cycle of a human. So when you have a newborn baby, the newborn baby essentially just cries and shits its pants all the time. And the only reason why it's kept alive is because someone loves it. So if someone loves a baby, they'll look after it and they keep putting cash into it. And you keep feeding that child with your own hard-earned cash and love. And all it does is it cries and it shits its pants. That's essentially a startup brand new business. All you'll do is you inject cash into the business and it shits its pants all the time. When you know that and you're in startup mode, you know that it's super reactive. You don't get a lot of sleep. Everything's chaotic. You've got no fucking idea what you're doing because you, let's say you're a first time parent, you have no idea what you're doing. And so because of that, you just react to things all the time. You wonder if you're doing the right thing, if you're doing the wrong thing, you don't really know what's going on. And so now you're in this crazy cycle and you're like, shit, when's this ever gonna stop? I'm not getting sleep. The business is soaking up all this cash. I'm not getting anything in return, but I love it. And that's the first stage of business. Then after a while, the business starts to crawl around a little bit. And so you start hiring and onboarding some staff and you can leave little bits and pieces with the staff. But if you're not watching it all the time, it starts to put things in its mouth. It might potentially die. It might potentially drown itself. So you've got to watch it all the time. So when you first onboard staff as a brand new business owner and you've never had a business before or you don't really know what you're doing, the same as a first time parent, you have to watch it every second because any second you miss it, it's stuffing something in its mouth and it could choke to death. Or it's playing around with something that it shouldn't play around with that's dangerous. That's what happens when you have brand new staff and you've never had staff before and you don't have any systems or processes or infrastructure. After a while, you start to put in some training and you start to develop the staff a little bit more and you've got some better management systems. And then it becomes like a little toddler. 
you can leave it for a couple of minutes, but not too much. And it sort of walks around and it falls over and it grazes itself and you pick it up and you tell it it's going to be okay and off it goes again. The same thing happens with your team. Your team will fumble around. They'll be okay because they'll walk around for a little bit and they'll do things by themselves. And then the next second, the shit hits the fan and they've fumbled and they've grazed their leg. And so then you've got to pick it up and you've got to get back in there and support them and help them and do stuff yourself. And you feel like, fuck, when's this ever going to end? Okay, I've just had to deal with a baby that cries all the time and shits its pants and I'm just looking after this business because I love it. To eventually now I've still got to look after it all the time, even though I'm paying these people to do a job. They're not doing their job effectively and I've got to watch them all the time. And if I don't watch them, they stuff things up and I can't go on holidays. That's a small business that is just learning how to walk. Then eventually you can drop it off at school, but you've got to go and pick it up in the afternoon. So you might have a day where you can work for a little bit and staff will take care of most things, but you've got to go and check in with them in the afternoon. You've got to check in with them in the morning and you have to keep doing that because that creates the tempo for the whole team. It creates the tempo for the business. And if you're not there, shit gets out of control again really quickly. Like you can't leave a six or seven year old for a week by itself. You have to go and pick it up from school. You can drop it off at school, but someone else has to look after it. So you might have a manager or you might have someone who's in a supervisor position and they can look after stuff okay. But if they're left for too long with their own devices, stuff goes bad really, really quickly. And this is what happens when business owners get to a point and they go, I got a supervisor now. They're going to look after the team. I'm going on holiday for two weeks. And bang, the shit hits the fan after about a week. Why? Because someone's not watching the supervisor and checking in on them and also making sure that everything runs reasonably well. So over time, you start to build more systems, more processes, you build better management systems, you build better training, you have better computer systems and softwares where you can check in on things. And slowly the business keeps growing. Eventually, it becomes a teenager. When it becomes a teenager, that's one of the most dangerous times in business. Because when a teenager is a teenager, it becomes erratic and stupid and out of control. And a lot of businesses, when they start making good money, the business owner goes, cool, I've worked hard for five, six, seven, eight, ten years. I'm out of here. I'm going on a two-month holiday. I need to regenerate myself. They start going to more different types of events and traveling around the place and networking and doing other stuff, all the fun things. But they take their eye for the business. Now, just like a teenager, things can get out of control with a teenager really, really quickly because they haven't developed the right decision-making strategies yet to make sure that they stay safe. So they'll tend to take more risks. They tend to just do things by themselves without thinking through things. Now, this can happen in business. You grow big enough. Money starts coming in. You've got a product to market for you. You're making tons of cash. So you put in managers. You've got all the systems. You've got all the processes. Now I'm going away for two months. Then I'm going to get back for a week and then I'm off again. And then I'm going to go to this networking function. I'm going to go hang out with some friends and I'm going to do this and I'm taking lunch off on Fridays. And so you start doing this and there's an independence there with the team, which is great, but also there is sometimes really shitty decision-making and this can cause huge problems. This is where businesses can self-destruct. And also what can happen is the business owner gasses the business really hard and they start growing other businesses, doing different projects because they've got all this available cash flow now. And they think if I take that cash and start another business, I can do what I did in this business or I can do something different, or I can do something else. And so they take their eye off of the prize. They take their eye off of the prime income source that they've been developing for eight to 10 years, and that thing starts to shit its pants and fall apart. And they really wanna use the money for the new business or the new venture that they're starting, but that has non-proven results. And so they keep soaking or putting cash into this new business, and that new business may or may not work. The difference is when they first started their original business, they had no money. So because they had no money, they had to grind. In the new business, they keep taking money from the business that's already making money and putting it into the brand new venture that they've got. And so the way that they're starting and running the business is completely different from the start. That's why if you're going to start a second business, you need to start it absolutely lean with no cash and make it work. Unless you're going to go get investors and then you've got years to potentially get it to work. 
but you've got to keep getting investor money and you better hope that it fucking works. If not, you have the weight of them on your shoulders that you've let down and you've destroyed all their cash. Things change and get out of control really, really quickly when a business gets to its teenage years. Hey, Driven Mofos, if you ever want to have the video version of this podcast, which usually has more effects, visuals, graphs, and helps you to retain more of the information that I share, then check out my YouTube channel. I also share bonus in-depth training behind the scenes from some of our live events, plus interviews from some of the country's most successful people. So if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, then check it out via the link in the description of the podcast. Remember to subscribe to get the latest stuff. The best and the biggest businesses that have been around for a long, long time tend to be in an adult stage where they can make decisions by themselves. They can essentially operate without the founder or the owner. They might have a board of people. They have different decision-making strategies. They hire fully competent staff and executives. So they have a whole executive team. That executive team, you might have a CEO, you might have a CFO or a chief financial officer, chief executive officer, head of marketing or executive marketing officer. You might have an executive of sales or a sales executive, and they manage all of the teams. And then they report to one person, the CEO, and then the CEO can make decisions and it filters down throughout the company. They might do planning and all that sort of stuff. That's a very big business. That business there can keep growing, but it can also become old and old things die. And so this is why some great businesses, like if you have a look at Kodak, the camera maker, in the 90s, Kodak was one of the biggest companies on the planet. Yet it's not around anymore, I don't think. I think it ended up going bankrupt. The reason why is because it didn't adapt and change and it didn't keep up with the times. And so it got old. Whereas if you have a look at Apple's journey, Apple went through that whole journey. Now, Steve Jobs got fired when it was at its teenage years because he was making erratic decisions for the company. And so he ended up getting fired by the board. And then eventually he came back and he reignited that company, brought it back into its teenage years, brought it back into its adult years. And then it stayed in its adult years for so long now, for what, about 20, 22 years, 25 years. Apple's been cranking and it's cranking because they have been able to keep it at an adult stage for a long period of time. And it stays relevant, it stays young, it stays youthful, it stays exciting, and they're able to keep it there. And that's why it keeps running effectively and growing. If it dropped back down into a teenage year, it would become erratic again. It would have new product SKUs and all these new ideas, or it could soak up a ton of money by pulling money from the main company and putting it into other companies and so on, or it gets old and outdated. Now, originally, Apple got outdated. So when they fired Steve Jobs, the company went through its adult stage and then went into its old age, where it just became the same as every other computer company and it got boring. And when it got boring, sales dropped and that's why they bought back Steve Jobs. So we need to be thinking about these cycles in our own business. The goal is to get it to an adult and to keep it an adult for as long as we can. Every stage though has its problems and every stage of business growth or business development also has its own solutions. If you're smart enough, you keep growing it through those stages and you think about your business as a child, you should know what stage it's in. Like when I have a look at our business, our business is probably just a bit beyond a toddler stage. So it's walking on its own two feet. I can go away for a week or two, but things will turn pretty shit really quickly. So I can drop the child off at school on a school camp and I can leave it for a week, providing someone else is looking after it. If I just left everyone to their own devices, the company would fall to shit really quickly. So I know what stage our business is at. Now, because of that, I keep putting in better systems, better leadership, better management. And as we do that, the business keeps growing towards its next stage. And the goal is to get it to its early teenage years and then grow up beyond its teenage years. So I hope this helps. But if you think about these cycles, they really help. Now, where the problem can be for most business owners, and part of the reason why a lot of business owners get depressed and feel shit, is because they think that they're not in that cycle. They don't think about the cycles. So they'll have a cycle that goes really, really well. Then they take all their money, they go spend it all, and then they're in winter again, and they're like, fuck, I've run out of cash. I don't have any money. And then they become erratic, and they get all crazy, 
And then that keeps them stuck in that same cycle of always chasing money and chasing their tail. And then when they make money again, they go out and spend it. And they don't realize they keep going through the same pattern of behavior and the same patterns. You've got to stop that and you've got to do something different. You've got to think about it in a different way. That in summer, you need to start preparing for winter. And in winter, you've got to start preparing for summer. So you've got to think 180 degrees across the line instead of just doing what most people do. And in summer, they celebrate and they get all excited and they think this is fucking epic. Money's going to keep raining. So therefore, if I spend it, we'll just make more because eventually that will dry up and they'll be deep shit. And a lot of businesses can go through these cycles no matter how much money they make. And the more money you make, the more money you can spend and the more it can throw you into a vicious cycle or a vicious rut or a hole. So what most business owners don't know is that if you can't control a small amount of money, you won't control a large amount of money. And when you've got more debt and you've got more outgoing expenses, you can chew through cash really, really quickly. And this is why large organizations, like you can see 50 or $100 million businesses that go bankrupt in like two to three weeks. Because if you think that you've got to pay two to $3 million a week in wages, like let's say you're running $100 million a year turnover. Let's say you've got $2 million in staffing costs per week. Now at 52 weeks of the year, you run out of cash pretty quickly. So let's say you've got $10 million in the bank, you've essentially got five weeks worth of cash. So if COVID hits, you've got five weeks to sort shit out. If not, you're down the gurgler. That's it, you're done. And most people don't realize this. So when a business goes bankrupt, they go, well, you know what? They should do better. Like they should know better. Like, I mean, how can they go bankrupt? I mean, they make $2 million or $3 million a week. They may do that in a good time period, but they've got $2 million of staff costs going out per week. Now they might also have extra other costs. So they've got also their run costs, their fixed costs. You've also got products and services and shit like that. They might have a huge warehouse full of products as well that are worth a ton of cash. Like there's so many factors in a big business that if you can't control money properly in a small business, in a big business, it gets out of control really, really quickly. And some business owners, they can close their doors like within two to three weeks. Like everything's going well, two to three weeks later, bang, bankrupt. Why? Because even though they've got a decent amount of turnover and the company might be valued at $100 million, if they're not consistently creating that income and putting money into a big business buffer or something like that, and the economy changes really, really quickly and they go into winter before they're expecting it, they can be screwed. A lot of business owners make a lot of mistakes and you shouldn't be ashamed of that. You also shouldn't be ashamed of going through these cycles or having these pains because it's all part of learning and going through these growth cycles. If you think like a big business owner when you're a small business owner, you're fucked because you won't make it. If you're a small business owner and you think like a medium-sized business owner, you won't make it. So if you spend in a small business that's, let's say, a toddler and you start making some good cash, but you spend like a teenager business does, so someone who's got a teenage business, you run out of cash really, really quickly. You need to make sure that your financial literacy or your financial intelligence is based on the size of the business that you're operating at. And don't make bets on your business that are bigger than the size of the business is at the current stage that it's at. If not, it can cause a lot of problems. Those problems then can make business owners feel ashamed, feel guilty, feel like they're fucking up in life, but it may just be part of the cycle. It may be part of the stage of the business that you're at. As a business owner, you've always got to learn. You always have to adapt. You've always got to change. You've always got to figure shit out. That's a part of the business that's great. If you go bankrupt, you go bankrupt, but you learn a whole heap of stuff, come back stronger. A lot of people in our society think that if someone stuffs up their first business, that they're a bad business owner, and that's not true. It's just that they stuffed up at the level that they're at and they learn a lesson, come back stronger, come back better. And this is for any area of life. If you're just living life on your terms, you will fuck up a lot. You'll make a lot of mistakes. You'll do a lot of dumb shit. And you're not supposed to walk on water like Jesus. Okay, a lot of people think that they should be Jesus. And a lot of people in our society judge people like everyone else should be Jesus. 
But the truth is we're always going to make mistakes. We're going to figure shit out. But just stay at it and don't beat yourself up when you make mistakes. Because if you do that and you're a business owner, it'll throw you into a downhill rut, a downhill spiral. You beat yourself up. You feel guilty. You feel like you've stuffed everything up. You feel like you've destroyed your family's ability to have money and all that stuff. But you take on different risks when you're a business owner versus an employee. And both of them have risks. Both of them have benefits. Both of them have drawbacks. There are challenges with both. You just have to decide how you want to live it and play that game in the way you want to live that life. Okay, I hope that helps because a lot of business owners feel ashamed when they go through that cycle or they feel ashamed when they make mistakes in their business and you don't need to. It's just part of the growth cycle. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope that this helps. Have a great day. Keep kicking ass. And I look forward to joining me back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur.